Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fantastic Two. That is me and my good partner, Mr. Front Row Kenny. How are you, my brother? Yo, what is happening? I gotta say, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I could probably say for the first time in a while, I'm like really truthfully tired. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh man, well, you know what? I, I, If it has anything to do with your traveling that you had done over this past weekend, I can certainly understand. Yeah, because you know what? The thing is, so for those that don't know, I know I had no time to really diverge into the All Turns No Breaks Twitter account, but I was in Watkins Glen this weekend. I've been there, or I had been there since Thursday, and I got home on Monday very late after a delayed flight, unfortunately. But yeah, it was a, a long time. I was really missing my bed for sure. You know, they say like, even, even though I know I was working, of course, I always think about vacations. The first time I ever took like a cruise, it was seven days. And, and me and my parents always talk about it like if we're ever to do one again, and they did it again themselves, um, five days, I think it's it more so than seven days, unless you're like going to, on like a super mega cruise. It's like got incredible amounts of destinations. But like if you're going to um, the Bahamas and, you know, down that area, I think five days is just enough. That's just my opinion, of course. Yeah. I'm not. Sh- I ain't sham- <laughs> Look, disclaimer: I ain't shaming nobody that does seven days. More power to you, but I'm really in the consideration of like five days is like just enough, and that's how long I was gone. And the long flights, what well, flights weren't long. It's the delays that made everything yeah. different. Because I was supposed to be home by like eight, but that completely got changed. But hey, you know, it is what it is. Glad to be safe back home in Charlotte. But uh, yeah, long, long weekend, but a great one. I'll talk a lot more about it later. But um, yeah, it was a fantastic weekend in Watkins Glen. Yeah, How was your know, weekend, Renee? Uh, weekend was fantastic for myself. Me and, me and my girl went over to, and yes, I said my girl. That we're, ah, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have, I guess, made it official. So, you know, it's so funny because everybody like that I, I've said that to, they're like, oh, man, I caught you slipping. You said my girl. And I was like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah I, I know, I know. <laughs> so for... <laughs> If you were if you were anywhere near new to uh, Alters No Breaks podcast, you know this is a huge thing for for Renee Garcia to admit he a significant other, not a girlfriend, just a significant other. Because I think mostly everybody on this that listens to this podcast uh, it, it probably knows that I have um, commitment issues. I guess as you can say, <laughs> but in uh, any anyway, nah, I don't say it like that. It's just when you know things are ready and right. You know, right there you go. See, and that's the way I think about it. So uh, in any case. Kenny, you know, we, we went down to San Diego, a uh, little music festival going on, and we had ourselves a wonderful, wonderful time. The The weather was fantastic. I mean, it's San Diego. I mean, I've never been to the Garden of Eden, but uh, Kenny, that's got to be... That's got to be close to it. I'm going to be honest with you. It is just the the most beautiful weather ever. The scenery is just absolutely gorgeous right there on the waterfront. And, I mean, we just had ourselves a really, 
really nice weekend. And uh, I mean, it was just Saturday and Sunday and we, we went in, had a good time and came right back to uh, LA. But I can tell you now we didn't fly, we drove, but this is what I was saying as far as traveling. And if, and if you don't travel as much like myself does, especially myself or Kenny, you know, you, you don't realize like how much traveling takes takes out of you as far as like your your just your energy I mean, and I know you're just waiting but it's the waiting and sitting and standing and 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 anything else that's going on I, I mean you try to find and and time to waste by going and maybe having something to eat at a restaurant in, inside the airport and maybe go to the bar have a couple of cocktails but it's just uh it, it, I mean, it, it really is exhausting, Kenny. So I can I can totally uh, un understand, you know, where you're coming from as far as like the exhaustion of just traveling. But we're glad that you made it by back safe. But you know, you got to go to Watkins Glen, and that's a great thing. Yeah, no, most definitely. And you know, you talking about scenery on a more positive side. I've never been to Watkins Glen. That was the first time I've ever went, and a lot of people had commented, you'll like the drive on the way up, and so when I got to where I landed at was originally on Thursday, it was in Elmira, New York. Oh. Let me tell you something. Nothing out there. However, the scenery is gorgeous. Like, I mean, I feel like in the fall, that place would look immaculate. No, no doubts about it, but I will say, making that drive out there to Watkins Glen for the first time, if you guys have never been, I think it depends on where you stay at. And I, for, I think it's Siena or Siena Falls or whatever. It's like maybe a few miles away from the actual racetrack itself. Mm -hmm. Like literally as you drive into the town, you are greeted by like a legitimate waterfall. It is flat out gorgeous. I was shocked by it because I've never been in the area. And I didn't really have time to think about scoping out, you know, what was there, what was what was here. And when I saw that, I'm like, wow, that's yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, it's a it's a very pretty area. And I know a lot of people always say, well... Yeah, NASCAR tracks, for the most part, are like in the middle of nowhere, not necessarily like in a major city, so to speak. And honestly, in this case, I feel like you shouldn't even have that thought towards Watkins Glen in terms of like the stereotyp the stereotyping of it. Because right. yes, it is in the middle of, you know, upstate New York, but the scenery all around it is gorgeous. I mean, Seneca Lake um, out there, which is like just an overlook when you're going up a hill, like it is picturesque like no doubt like that place is gorgeous um yeah and, and you know what sometimes kenny when you when you when you're at a place like that and you're trying to capture some kind of of, of picture on your phone or with a camera or something sometimes uh, a, a picture whether it's on your phone or a camera it just doesn't do it justice it just no. doesn't do it justice <laughs> and it's just i mean it, it, it because you want the people to see what your naked eye sees and sometimes it just doesn't come off that way yeah. a regular uh, a picture either whether it's from a phone or a camera no i agree 100 percent. you know a photo is one thing but seeing it yourself is a whole different ball game like i could have seen a thousand pictures of a waterfall or or the lake view and everything but actually driving it yourself and seeing it you know eye to eye and i even had a little time at the end because my flight left so late on monday when i left the hotel at about 10 or 11 o'clock i was staying in Ithaca, new york which if you don't know that's where cornell university is so I walked out there to Cornell because I'm like, you know, that's kind of cool because I've never obviously been, you know, obviously in Ivy League. And I wanted to stop by. I walked into the football stadium, which was real cool. Very older, uh, for sure. It's been there for a long time. But I mean, even in the college itself has like a few spots that are like just flat out gorgeous views of the town. But I mean, yeah, 
it's a beautiful place to go for sure. And I got to say, and this is not even, and I know some people are going to be like, well, you work for NASCAR, so of course you're going to say this. But no, this is just like coming from a honest perspective. If you've never been to Watkins Glen, TV does not do that place justice whatsoever. I, I kept telling oh, I can, my coworker, I Michael, I plenty of times, I'm like, man, this I've seen this place on TV plenty of times growing up. But being here, I'm like, man, this is different. I mean, you've got plenty of different spots where you can watch the race, obviously. If you buy, like, a general admission ticket, you can be you can walk to a few different grandstands throughout the race. So if you want to start on one side during, let's say, stage one, well, guess what? You can go to the other side of stage two, watch the race from there, come back to wherever you're at, and, you know, finish the race, which is the beauty of a road course in itself. I don't think there's really truthfully a... I guess you could say perfect seat necessarily, but you get your pick of what you want. I mean, the space out there is ridiculous. And when yeah. we, me and my um, coworker Glenn, we captured uh, content this weekend on the ground, going through the campgrounds. I mean, the camping is ridiculous. Like, they, there's so much space out there. I know people think about like Talladega when it comes to space, but Watkins Glen's camping is huge. I mean, from we're talking like from the middle of the racetrack. I mean, even behind the start finish line, there's or or behind pit road, there's a section of like RV camping. Like, I mean, it's crazy. The tailgaters are right there outside of turn one. It's so much. Like, it, it is ridiculous amount of it. And the campers there and the fans there as well. Excellent. I mean, they they were rowdy and they had fun and it was great. So yeah, if you have never been to Watkins Glen and you are still like on the fence of either going or not going, I'm telling you, when tickets come out for renewals or you're trying to get tickets early next year, get them while you can because six years in a row, not including 2020, they have sold out the grandstands and camping sold out for the first time. So you know, it was a huge weekend. I got the experience covering a road course, which was very different for me because all I've done is ovals. Uh, right, well, right, right. I, yeah. I mean, I did the roval, but still, like a natural road course. Let me say it like that. Yeah. That was different. I, I will say that the amount I tracked, I checked my step tracker, I covered about 20.5 miles in a weekend. That's about what I would average if I did five miles a day running on a treadmill. So I got a workout in in a matter of five days just that quick so yeah Watkins Glen was cool like it was it was a really cool place awesome well before we start getting into a little bit more of uh what transpired at Watkins Glen Kenny and there's like so much that that kind of well not a whole lot that went on but before we get into any of that and uh, this podcast probably wouldn't won't, won't take too long today because we're we're recording this on Tuesday because because of the long trips uh, that me and both Kenny had we I know we talked about this right before uh, we started recording the podcast but we did want to uh mention Kenny about the longtime broadcast Podcaster Bob Jenkins. Yeah, so speaking of the travel uh, portion of it, I had got to Detroit from my connecting flight, and um, unfortunately, in the group chat, my friend sent a message, and they had talked about Bob Jenkins had passed away from with his long battle with cancer. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. at the age of seventy, if you've watched NASCAR, if you've watched IndyCar any time in the last twenty years, by some capacity, you probably have heard his voice. At some point, he has had some absolutely iconic calls, whether it be NASCAR or IndyCar. And I mean, for me personally, I didn't grow up necessarily deeply in the 80s and that deep into the 90s. But for sure, I know exactly who that iconic voice was. And anybody who's a motorsports fan knows exactly who he is. And his story just as as himself. I can't remember the full quote, but... You know, he he's a very I think he was a very modest person based on based on that quote. And he, you know, kind of talked about how 
you know, he was very, you know, very lucky that he got in the position that he got into. Uh-huh. You know, at the end of the day, he was just a race fan, you know, that happened to people who happened to like him. And I know that's a very humble way of saying that, but he is one hell of a person, no doubt. I wish I had a chance to have met. I know people who have, and they say his energy is just as electric and he's just as kind as you would imagine he would be. So definitely can condolences to his family that's um, still here. And yeah, it, that's a tough one. I, I will yeah. say that. that's that's a real tough one for sure. I can only imagine. We're all go, everyone's going to miss him for sure in the motorsports community, no doubt, because he was an absolute brilliant broadcaster, made fans, and gave you a great, great time. Every time you heard his voice, you know you were in for a good time. I still remember hearing his voice on on um, NASCAR 2001 as he was the intro for the uh, videos during the season in the game. I still remember that. So definitely yeah. somewhat part of my childhood and part of my adulthood. And so, again, going to be missed for sure. Yeah, that's super dope, Kenny. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people that have j- just as many wonderful memories as you do. So, yes, once again, from All Turns No Breaks podcast, we send our deepest condolences to him and his family as well. So, as far as Wat- Watkins, Glenn, uh, Watkins Glenn is concerned, Kenny, well, I mean, Kyle Larson does it again. It's his fifth win of uh, the year. And we got three races left. I mean, there's obviously a, a new points leader. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, this guy Kyle Larson is just on a tear. I mean, there, there's just no, there's no other way to put it, Kenny. I mean, and if I'm not mistaken, this is his fifth win, correct? That's five wins, and him and Denny Hamlin are tied now officially on points. And if the season ends, Kyle would actually get the tiebreaker for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. He's got the wins. They do match on top fives and top tens, but the wins would be the first category anyway the, to determine that tiebreaker, if I'm not mistaken. And so that would essentially, if nobody else was to win like how it is now, that would ultimately have him in eighth place if the playoffs started today, despite... Yeah. You know, despite having such a great season, that's how it would end up turning out, which is crazy. And also, with that, there are some scenarios where this could actually mean Denny Hamlin doesn't make the playoffs. And I know that sounds crazy, but (laughs) it would take a lot. Like, it takes a lot. Mathematically, I I think he's safe on points mathematically, but in terms of, okay, so Indy, we get a new winner at Indy. If we get a new winner, if we get a new winner at Michigan. And if we get a new winner at date, that's where it kind of shakes things up. So, yes, there is that possibility. And I know people are like, really? Because a buddy of mine, Rohan from, from Clubhouse, was like, yo, is it actually possible? I'm like, yeah, it legitimately is. I don't yeah. I don't have a strong feeling that it will happen. But, yes, it is definitely possible. And after Kyle Larson won Watkins Glen, I mean, actually in quite a a solid fashion. I mean, he led 27 laps, and to be quite honest, one of the most shocking things of the day was his teammate who was previously won the last two at Watkins Glen actually did not lead a lap, and that's Chase Elliott. He didn't lead a single lap on Sunday, so that was pretty shocking, especially given he was probably the favorite. I'm sure at Vegas he was a favorite to some degree. I'm not sure what Kyle Larson's bet line was, but but hey, look, he came, saw, and conquered, and he... He took over. I mean, he was. He's been on it. Like it's been crazy yeah, to watch. You know what? And 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 I I I tell you something else, Kenny. You know, I know when we first gave our predictions about this particular race, and and 
and maybe a lot of the old school fans of NASCAR and a lot of the older fans of some of these older school drivers um, might have been going along the same lines as I did. You know, I was I was picking, uh, you know, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, and I don't remember what order I picked. I think I picked Denny Hamlin over Harvick, and I think I picked Harvick as my alternative pick. But, I mean, you... you it is hard to imagine that that Denny Hamlin and you hit it right on the head earlier a few minutes ago that it is it is still possible that Denny Hamlin may not he may not make the the playoffs. I mean, we have three races remaining, and we could literally have three different drivers win these races. I mean, that is crazy. No, it's it's chaotic. I mean, so if you look at the guys that have already won, we've had thirteen different winners already so yeah. far this season. And then you look at the ones that don't have a win. If you look at Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, and Tyler Reddick, who are currently on the end, it's like, well, that could really shake some things up. I mean, I don't foresee it, but to be honest with you, I could see Denny actually winning at a place like Michigan. He definitely came pretty pretty close. Ironically enough, we're battling during that doubleheader weekend last year. And um, Harvick yeah, right. won both both races that weekend. He yep. was he was on fire. So, you know, when you look at it like that, that's where you're like, okay. And then we then we even go further. The road course at Indianapolis this year. So that's a whole different ball game. That's not going to be what we traditionally have. You know, for you know x amount of years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on the road course a little bit different. Obviously, a repeat winner would actually be in favor of Denny. That's what he really would need from this point on is to continue to have those repeat winners. So if Chase or if Kyle happened to win again, that all and he does fine and continues to do what he's been doing, it's gonna it should be okay. Now, if we get, let's just I'm just gonna say a name. Let's say we we get someone like like Tyler Reddick, right? What if Tyler Reddick ends up winning? So that makes that gap even, you know, smaller. That becomes fourteen different winners. So right, right. Then you're looking at then you're looking at Michigan. Then you're looking at Daytona. And Daytona is one spot you definitely could expect someone out of the blue to get themselves in, like Matt Benedetto, right? He's been there every single time at these Super Speedway races, and if he gets in, boom, in the playoffs, like just like that, and it gets really tight, just that much. So. Mm-hmm. It may come down to the wire, but it's definitely going to be something people are going to be watching out for for the next three weeks um, as we get ready to actually dive into 13 more weeks left on the NASCAR season, which is crazy. Once you think about it, we do not have a long time left. Before you know it, we will be in our fall jackets <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as yeah. the season ends in the first week of November. But yeah, playoffs are here. There's no, there's no time to BS. That's the nicest way I can say it right now. There, yeah. There's no time for that. Absolutely, it is. It is definitely crunch, crunch time, and like and like we've we've just said, you know, the names that that, that we've been saying over and over and over again, the Denny Hamlin and the the Kevin Harvicks, you know, they need to get on it as well as a, a lot of these other drivers that we normally see in the playoffs. Three three races left, and it, and it is time to put up or shut up and um man up as as they say and and every other sport you you know you know what i thought is so, uh, so funny kenny because a buddy of mine brought this up to me and and and, and it totally makes sense why and and he's He's not even really a casual fan. He just he just kind of like more of, of of a fan of it because because I do a podcast on it and because you know I talk about it you know sometimes and and even when we're at a bar or something I'll kind of and, and, and glance over to another TV that that might be playing it 
or I'll have, you know, maybe somebody, you know, put it on, you know what I mean? Because I like to do that as well. And and he was asking me, you know, because he had, he heard about the, the whole, the, the different, the a uh, different point leader and going from Kevin, excuse me, going from Denny Hamlin to Kyle Larson. And he goes, I don't understand how he goes, well, well, he goes, it doesn't, it make sense that this guy would have point leaders already. He's got, he's won like five races. This guy hasn't won any. And I, and it's hard to spoon feed to, <laughs> to a person like that, exactly how that works. And, but I totally understand the confusion with people like that because you're, because it, it is a legitimate question if you don't know the rules and you don't understand NASCAR in that right. manner where you go, I, I, I don't understand how a guy with, with his fifth race uh, win just barely, you know, passing up an, uh, another guy who doesn't, who doesn't, who hasn't won a race. And uh, Kenny, if, if you could, because I told him I want him to listen to this podcast and I, and I told him that I would ask you to kind of help kind of spoon feed it to him a little bit and maybe kind <laughs> of uh, explain to even even some of the, the, the fans that listen to All Turns No Breaks that may not understand. Well, see, the playoffs format is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. While it being different, there's still the points, the, the, the general point system, right? So obviously each weekend you're competing for points. Now... Um, the best example of this, and Denny's like not necessarily him, but Matt Kenseth, a former teammate, right? Mm-hmm. In 2003, he won the championship. And if you would, most people on a casual perspective, out of 36 races, you would think the guy won maybe like 15 or 16 races out of the season. Matt Kenseth in 03 won one race in 2003. One. Not, not two, three, four, five, not 17 like the number he used to have. He only won one race. However, he was consistent in terms of the top tens and the top fives. I can't give you the number exactly, but he was very consistent each and every week. That team didn't really have any DNFs that season. They were consistent. And consistency, to some degree, still matters. Like for Denny's case, Denny has had great races. He's finished in the top ten. He's finished in the top five. You know, he's had a few uh, mishaps a couple times. And Harvick. Right, and Harvick is in the same boat. They've both been consistent, which, again, goes back to that veteran presence being consistent still does matter to to a degree and that's what they've done and if it wasn't for that they wouldn't be in the position where they're in right now they'd be way way worse at this point in time so when you're still consistent like denny and harvick points wise you have great points days those great point days even if you think they don't mean anything in march and april and may they do mean a lot once you get down to the nitty-gritty at the end of august as you know three more races left is no time so a lot of things obviously can happen between that and now. But, yeah, with the playoff system, like someone like Kyle Larson obviously has optimal points because you get those bonus points at the end of the year just for, you know, just for winning as many races as he's done so far, which is five. So that all adds up, and obviously he'll get that bonus as well for winning a regular season championship, which right. is a good cushion. That's a good cushion that you want to have because there was a situation last year at Darlington when we kicked, it, kicked everything off for the playoffs Brian Blaney had a decent cushion in terms of after winning a race, uh, winning two races, mm-hmm. that gave him some extra points. Now, when they failed inspection that, that year, that took them way out of everything. That put them below the cut line to get to the next round. And after that happened, everything just snowballed. Nothing went right. And he didn't have, a, he almost didn't have a shot in hell to get to the next round, which he didn't, unfortunately, right? But those are the things that may happen. So like, let's just say if Kyle Larson was to fill inspection in Darlington, he'd have a little bit more wiggle room to fall back on and it wouldn't completely kill his season. 
So, yeah, those are kind of like, you know, the nuances of the playoffs. You got to kind of, right. again, you, you got to play the system. Don't let it play you. You got to play it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, know? I, I completely agree. And and by the way, real quick, you referred to DNF, and I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that that uh, did not finish, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I know sometimes people go, what did, he said DNFs, what is DNFs? Yeah, you know what, yeah. look, I forgot you were 100% <laughs> right with the acronyms and stuff, like, it, it's, but, it can but get a little see, crazy. Right, but you, but you see how, how NASCAR, we, it, it has its own vocabulary sometimes, and if you're not familiar with the with the, with the the uh, the vocabulary, you, you, you don't really know what's happening, you're like, what the heck, and I'm still, yeah. that's why it's, sometimes it's so hard to follow, whatchamacallit, real quick, let's talk, uh, let's talk maybe some Kurt Busch here real quick, Kenny, it, 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 it's possible, now he doesn't specifically have a ride set for next year, but there is a there there's there's another rumor going around, and I don't even know if it's really called a rumor. I mean, it, it's kind of out there, really. You know, <laughs> it, it's but, it's that time of the year. Yeah, I already yeah, know. totally. It, it's that time of the year where things start floating around. Obviously, his teammate last week. We didn't have a podcast, but we talked about it on Twitter briefly. If you aren't following us on Twitter, make sure you're following us at at Turns No Breaks on Twitter. But you know, his teammate, Ross Chastain, has a ride for next year. He'll be with Trackhouse, which was slightly yeah. rumored and not too surprising, if I'm being quite honest. But, yep, he's solidified, which means, obviously, Kurt is still looking for a ride. Not quite sure who he will land or end up in. My personal best guess is 23XI, since they're trying to have a second car. And I feel like that's a spot where it makes sense for him, because I feel like if you grab another veteran, yeah. you're getting some better feedback, especially... Especially if next year changes back to practice and qualifying when you have time to work on the car with your uh, drivers and, you know, do all that, all the setup that normally you do during the weekend. I know nowadays these cars roll off the truck pretty much damn near ready. It's not like the 90s where you got to constantly put a wrench at it and (laughs) try and figure it out. It's a little different. Computers have helped quite a bit simulators etc etc but yeah i don't know where else he will go nowhere else really strikes me as like a landing spot for him i feel like he's gonna want to be in something that's good enough like that that's gotta just be it it's just gotta be good enough at this point so yeah we'll, we'll see where he ends up landing but i think obviously people are really interested to see what happens with that and same thing goes with uh, matthew benedetto they want to know where is yeah. he going as well? And to be quite I honest, I want to know where Matt Benedetto is going. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it. it'll be Cup. I don't, I don't think so, honestly. It might not be Cup, unfortunately. I know that's a hard reality for some folks, but I think the best bet might just be to go back to Xfinity. I don't think that would harm him. But, you know, once you get the Cup, I'm sure you don't want to go back. But I honestly think that'd be one of his better shots at being, like, super competitive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I'm just a big fan of Matty D. I've said this many a times on this podcast, and I think even when Tam was doing the podcast with us, but we just had, you know, well, I think I think we both. Well, I know I can't speak for Tam. I mean, let me let me let me before I even go there. I don't want to speak for Tam, but I know for myself, I literally became a fan of him. Just you know, with just the whole sympathy thing that just root for this guy, Kenny. I mean, I just I want him to win. I would love for Matty D to just sneak in there and get one of these last three wins i'm gonna be honest with you i would love to see that i don't think it's gonna happen but but if, you know if i mean if i was a betting man i probably would throw money on it just to see where it would go but you know it would be nice to see matt maddie d you know maybe sneak on in there with one of these last three race victories 
Yeah, it'll be it'll definitely be interesting. I mean, it'll be huge no matter what. I mean, it may not guarantee him a ride in the situation, but that'll be the hundredth win for Wood Brothers, and I that that'd be huge. I mean, I know they've been chasing that for a while. Obviously, Blaney got uh, ninety nine, which yeah. is huge, and that essentially catapulted him to the next to the next step, which is going straight to Penske. Yeah. So yeah, it, I mean, it all makes sense um, when you're in that type of ride in that type of situation. That's what you literally have to do. You have no choice. But yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how that table unfolds because I honestly don't know what else is going to really be available per se. I, yeah. I really don't know because I feel like personally Brian Newman's going to hang it up. That's my opinion. Don't know for sure. But I think he'll hang it up and obviously Keselowski is going there. They've got Chris Bush. I think he's going to be there for long term so there's no <laughs> I don't think there's any of him leaving at this point because Jack Roush really wanted him initially and he eventually got to him after some time. So yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the chips fall. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, this whole thing is, is so crazy, you know, coming down to these last three races and everybody kind of fighting and moving for position and doing this. And by the way, Christopher Bell didn't hurt. Uh, Christopher Bell di- didn't, you know, make his chances any better. He was, uh, he had a significant penalty on Sunday's race because uh, they're at Watkins Glen. Uh, I, I believe they made him start from the back. He had to start from the back, right, Kenny? Yeah, they failed. In, they failed inspection. Now here goes the thing: they came back at a contention, but him and Kyle right. Larson got into it, unfortunately. And as Christopher Bell put it, he is not going to be speaking to him anytime soon. If you guys don't know, haven't followed both of their careers, they have raced on dirt quite a bit. So you know, I'm sure that level of respect, just two races, was there. But when stuff like that happens at the crunch time, I'm sure he feels some type of way because C. Bell definitely was in contention, and that would have been his second win. Um, of the year right, and I'm not right. surprised he was somebody I thought was going to do well on Sunday so he's a pretty good road course racer and yeah yeah and, and it the did thing, not work out <laughs> right and and the thing about the penalty uh it it, it docked it 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 docked 10 points uh in the driver standings and it also uh, docked uh, 10 points in the owner standings as well so that doesn't really help the the 20 team any 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 more than it should but you know the, you know th- this these are the kinds of things that you have to try to avoid as a driver Kenny and you know this especially when you're on the outside looking in and you're having and, and NASCAR is just having a season the way it is. I mean, just like what we talked about with Denny and, and, and Kevin Harvick, you know, trying to get in there and just on points, I'm sure that they're going to make it. But when you're when you're a Christopher Bell and uh, you want to you want to make a, a, you know, a stance and you want to make a name for yourself, I think these are the kind of things that you have to try to avoid. Yeah, no, no doubt. He's he's definitely going to keep racing hard for sure. Again. You know, I know, obviously, we talked a lot of Watkins Glen this upcoming week. It's going to be pretty special. And, and honestly, these last three races are very interesting. You get three different types of tracks in the last three races. You're going to have the road course at Indianapolis for the first time ever. You've got Michigan, which is a super fast two-mile two oval. It is huge and super, super fast. Restarts are absolutely insane. Right. And then, of course, you close them out at a super speedway, Daytona, at the end of the month. So... Yeah, there's definitely chances for folks to get a win and get themselves locked into the playoffs if need be. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun time. I'm really intrigued by this upcoming weekend with the Cup cars and the Xfinity. Well, the Xfinity cars did it last year, but the Cup cars um, not racing on the oval for the first time. And they'll be on the road course, which some people have wanted to see. So, it'll be intriguing. I thought the Xfinity race last year was a, was a blast. Like, I mean... 
that race was really, really fun. That was the 4th of July weekend. I remember it was pretty crazy. Good race. I believe Austin Cindric, if I'm not mistaken, won that race. So <laughs> I would, it wouldn't shock me if he did it again because he is uh, an Xfinity um, championship hunt. I think he's definitely due for a back-to-back championship season because he's been on it all year. So it wouldn't shock me. But cup-wise, I can't wait to see how this turns out. I think it should be a really good one this upcoming weekend. And yeah, we're going to see what's going to happen. Maybe we get another new winner. It, it's possible, but maybe we get a repeat. I feel like there's a few people in my mind. Obviously, I'm going to say that for the predictions later but right yeah we'll, we'll see how it well, unfolds at Indy I think that's I think we've covered just about any and yeah. everything so Indy Road Course I say it's time for some predictions all right well Kenny I'm gonna let you go first so it's time for race predictions all right the Indianapolis Road Course I cannot believe we're not gonna be on the speedway we'll end up being on the road course this year it's gonna be pretty interesting for sure I'm not really sure what the weather forecast is at this time but I think I am going to go with Christopher Bell as my winner as a repeat winner to get his second win and for my alternative pick I am going to go with Kyle Busch, believe it or not, those are going to be my two picks. I'm sticking with Toyota. That's how I'm feeling right now. So, Renee, what say you? Wow, right on. Okay, well, those are Kenny's picks, and here goes mine. All right, so I am going to continue. I'm going to continue to stick with some of my old horses here, but I'm not going to pick. uh, I'm only going to go with one of them, and I'm not going to pick him as my main pick. I'm actually going to pick him as my alternative pick. But here is who I think is going to win the race. I think Chase Elliott, the number nine, is going to come out on top. I'm going with Chase Elliott to win that race. And I'm going with my man, Denny Hamlin, as the alternative pick. Don't be surprised if Denny Hamlin tries to sneak in there and get one of these last three wins in these last three races. Those are my picks, and I am sticking with them. Those are Kenny's picks. He is sticking with them. What say you, fans of NASCAR, and what say you, fans of All Turns No Breaks? Let us know who you think is going to win. If you have an alternative pick, let us know who that might be as well. Hit us up on our social media. Like Kenny says, across the board, it's at Turns No Breaks. Once again, it's at Turns No Breaks. And before we leave, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to give a shout out to a, a, a couple of comedian friends of mine who are out there who are, are, are just barely recovering symptoms of COVID. They were hospitalized. They weren't doing so well at first, but now they are on the recovery side. They're doing much better. And if you're out there and you, you, you're doing what you do, all I ask is I'm not asking you to get vaccinated. I'm not asking you to go and put a mask on. All I'm asking you is to be safe and take care of the people around you and make sure that they are safe because people are still uh, having a hard time dealing with this particular virus in uh, this post-pandemic that we have just gotten out of. So with that being said, for Kenny, myself, and uh, all of you there at All Turns No Breaks, we certainly appreciate you tuning in. We will see you again next week on another episode of All Turns No Breaks. See y'all. It's almost playoff time. Thanks so much for tuning in. 